0: The journey and its adventures, the journey and its adventures, and I thought I was done with this, but evidently I'm not because it's still on the screen. But but here's the quote that goes along with this series. Knowing God is the main storyline of the journey and is the greatest of adventures. Knowing God is the main storyline of the journey and is the greatest of adventures. So you know, we, we talk about the ways we know God through His Word. And, and so it, it just occurred to me, I'm like, wow, we haven't talked about prayer in this series. A couple, couple months ago, I had a friend of mine that was going through a really rough time and and was was looking for a job. And he called me, and, and we were talking, and he said, hey, I wonder who's really praying. And while I was on the phone with him, I'm like, well, yeah, uh, you know, we all pray. now he goes, no, 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 no. Like since I got a little time on my hands, he was doing his devotion and he felt compelled to call me. And he said, I wonder who's really praying. Because we talk about prayer, don't we? We talk about prayer and we're really good at being a Christian and say we pray, but who's really praying? And so this, this idea, the journey and adventure of prayer, and and the idea behind it is, we can get so busy in our life that we can just throw up prayer here and there, and we don't really take time to sit down with God and just talk to Him. Because if you don't feel like praying, just talk to God. Because there are many days I don't feel like praying. But I find myself in those times talking to God about the fact of the circumstances going on in my life where they're causing me not to feel like praying, and I'm telling God about it, and all of a sudden I realize, dude, I'm praying. Well, you may be here today, and you might say, you know what, Jason? I don't know how to pray. Well, you're in good company. Anybody ever heard of the Lord's Prayer? So we're going to spend this week and next week talking about the Lord's Prayer, and and so you think, I don't know how to pray. How should I pray? Well, you're in good company because the disciples asked this question. These young men who spread the gospel all over the geographical area that the planted the New Testament church, they asked Jesus, you want to talk about some derelicts. <laughs> I mean, they're walking with the Savior of the world and they have the gumption to say, well, Jesus, how should we pray? So if you're here today and you say, I don't really know how to pray, you are in the company of the disciples because they asked Jesus this very, well, how should we pray? So, so let, me, let me do this. There, I got a rope up here, and I, I asked for an anchor rope, and I got a pink rope. I don't know, I don't know how this happened, but I'm, I'm good. So so Anthony is prayer. Everybody say hi, Anthony. Hi, Hi, prayer. prayer. It's nice to meet you. you. Thank you. So what does prayer do in my life? Prayer anchors me to a relationship, a real relationship with God. Because I can say I know God. But if I don't have a daily relationship with God, I just know of God. And here's the question, who's really praying? And and so I have things going on in my life, and all of a sudden out there, I have busyness. And I get real busy, and I get real important, and I forget to pray. But when I have a habit of praying, prayer pulls me back pull me back. (laughs) Prayer pulls me back to a place of not being so anxious about life, because that's what the Bible says, cast our cares upon the Lord. But then, and say, maybe you're here today and you struggle with addiction. So you run off into addiction. And you run, 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 run. This rope's going to hit somebody. But then all of a sudden, I have a, I have a choice to make in that, okay, I've created this time in my life every day where I'm going to pray, and even if I fail in that addiction, I'm going to come back, I'm going to pray to God, I'm going to ask for forgiveness, and then it anchors me. Prayer anchors us. So who's really praying? The Bible says that we, we, we should even pray for the leaders. You should be praying for the leaders of our country. God knows they need it. (laughs) But that's biblical. It's very biblical. And, And so if the thorns of life and the things that we deem important squeeze away the habit of prayer, at some point I'm unanchored. At some point I'm just, I have no center I've got I've got no place to come back to and 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 in, in a day or two. I've told you this before, my wife, you're good. You can untie yourself. <laughs> my wife in many days has said, Did you pray today? Because you're acting like an idiot. <laughs> you go one day without praying, God knows, you go two, you know, you go three, the world knows. So who's really praying? I mean when's the last time you picked up the phone and called somebody and said, "Hey man, God, God put you on my heart. I want to pray for you." Prayer prayer works. Prayer is it moves mountains. It is the vehicle that God has given us and it is a great adventure. And we can get so busy doing things for God that we forget to be with God. Pray without ceasing. Pray. And so Here's the disciples, and they asked this amazingly unbelievable question. Hey, Jesus, how do we pray? And, you know, I mean, it, Jesus is so cool. Like, I, I bet he almost wanted to say from your heart, with your mouth, like, dude, you, you guys not have this yet. But he takes the opportunity to answer the question so that years later we can read this and kind of get an outline for Hey, how do we pray? So let's go. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Wow. There's a lot there. There's a lot going on right there. We'll, we, we won't get through all of this today, and we'll, we'll get to the end of it next week. But think about, hey, how should we pray? This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So let's go. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed is a funny word. Matthew 6, 9, this, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So first of all, we realize that Jesus is saying, hey, you got a Father in heaven. You got a daddy. You have someone in heaven that that looks out for you. You're the apple of his eye. So when I come to God in prayer in all my deficiencies, I come to him and I say, God, I need to be anchored today. And then automatically I realize He's my father. He is the greatest father. He is a father that gave his only son so we could be restored back to him. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. He he is, in that, hallowed means to praise, to recognize, and to rejoice in. Wow. So I, I get to come to the creator of everything that I touch and know every day of my life, and I get to say, hey, Dad, you're awesome. You are completely awesome. Hallowed. I'm going to rejoice in you today. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to recognize you. Hallowed be your name. And you, you, you get in, and I don't have time to go into the, the, all the covenant names of God. We did a series on that not too long ago. But, but you get into those covenant names, and, and it's like, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I praise your name. I worship your name. Your name is awesome. Your name is great. You are the God... Uh, of my life and and before you know it The circumstance of life begins to fade away because here's the deal we, life leaks And so God gave us this avenue of prayer to communicate with him And as we praise as we praise his name and we recognize how great he is and how great of a father he is Circumstance fades away And his goodness and greatness comes into to focus So who's really praying? That's the question. Do we have a prayerless church these days? Or are we really seeking God in our own life and crying out to him and talking to him? Hallowed be your name. So, so Father, I praise you. I talked about the anchor. Prayer is an anchor. Friday was my birthday. Me and my son went out to a hunting lease, and we played in mud all day because it's been raining a lot out there. And so in the midst of having a good time, I lost my phone. My phone is in a swamp somewhere, which is better than at a gas station, right? Because there's a lot of stuff on that phone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure unless the deer can hack my identity, I'm good. So, but watch this. But all the way home, Dylan went back to, to, where, uh, to Orlando. I'm headed to home. And I kid you not, at least 50 times I reach for that phone. Now, I know none of you are that shallow. I mean, seriously, I, I, at least, could have been 100. Like, I reached for the phone, I reached for the phone, I reached for the phone, and I realized how attached I am to that phone. Reach for the phone. So if I didn't respond to any of your calls or texts since Friday, get over being offended, I didn't have a phone. So I'm I'm, I'm attached to that. And that's what prayer does for us. It attaches us to the Father. Because it's a relational value concept. Because I'm talking to my Father. Let's keep going. Look at this. this, No, no, no. Let's let's go back, Kim. I'm sorry. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. If I'm going to be attached to someone... That's a pretty good person to be attached to. That's God. He was, He is, and He is to come. Brian just sang about it just a few minutes ago. He, He was, so He was in your past. And He understands the things that you've done in your past. He is, so He is in the now. So He understands what you're going through right now. And He is to come, so He's already where you're going to. So when I pray to my Father in heaven, and I recognize His greatness, I can release my past, I can operate in the presence, and I can go towards the future knowing He's already there waiting on me. He was, He is, and He is to come. Number two, your will be done. Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So your kingdom come. We all have a kingdom. Did you know that? Right? You're like, what? I have a kingdom? That word, that. we we all have a life that we live and people that we come in contact with and and some of us go to the same gas station every day and and we all have we most of us have jobs and and we come in contact and so your kingdom is 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 created by your everyday life and so what Jesus is looking at the disciples and saying is look ask God to let his kingdom sit up on top of your kingdom let let his kingdom be be take precedence over your everyday life and ask him to be involved in that. So who's really praying? You throw a quick one up in the morning and then you get on, you, you get on with your own, and you're busy and you're you're important and you got your deal going, and never for the rest of the day do you ever think to ask God about anything about what would your kingdom say, Lord? How would I operate? In your kingdom right now, if your kingdom set up on top of my life, how would, it, how would it overtake my life? And then he says, and look, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you get this picture of God's will taking over your life. Now, this is very important because Jesus, in the garden, you remember what he prayed? He's in the garden before he's crucified, and he said, Lord, if the, God, Father, if this cup can pass from me, please let it. you are looking at me funny. You have read the story about Jesus in the garden, haven't you? Yes? Okay. So obviously some of you haven't or you're asleep. So he says, if this cup can pass from me, let it be so. But not my will be done, your will be done. So Jesus already knows as he's telling the disciples how to pray. And then he comes behind that at his greatest need and his greatest moment of need, that, that hour, and he, he repeats the prayer. In other words, he's practicing what he's preaching. He says, not my will, but your will be done. So we, we, we see this honesty and Jesus is telling the disciples because he knows what they're going to go through. He, he knows what lot they're up against. And he's saying, look, pray this. Let his kingdom come. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, he reigns supreme. And pray that every day of your life. Next thing. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Wow. Let your will be done. How is my mind renewed? It's renewed through the word of God. So i got to read my Bible. And, and here's the thing. Reading your Bible shouldn't be like a, it shouldn't be a have to. It should be a want to. And as you read your Bible, when you're done reading your Bible, close it and have a few moments where you just sit there and soak. And let the Holy Spirit show you God's will for that day. Let the Spirit of God lead you. And and then all of a sudden you're talking to God and you're praying and you're communing with God. There's a transaction that happens when you pray. There's a transaction... Of power that comes into your life. There's a transaction of clarity over situations. There's a transaction of peace that comes over your life. And and, and you're struggling and you're anxious. But but my Bible has told me don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayers and supplication, cast all of your cares upon the Lord and the peace that passes understanding will guard your heart. That word cast right there means I'm going to tell God what's really going on in my heart. He already knows, but He's God. He knows everything, but what Happens is when I talk to God, everything becomes clear. Like in my own heart, I recognize His greatness. So, who's really praying? Are you anchored? Are you anchored to prayer? Is your mind being renewed? Do you know His p- good and perfect, pleasing will for your life? Or are you s- confused? Because I don't know about you, but some days I'm just confused, right? You ever feel just like an idiot? I'm, just, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about me. There are many days where I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Anybody here married? Been married? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Marriage is God's gift to just make us confused some days. <laughs> it's a great gift. But yeah, if you run a business or, or you have, it, it goes on. Life every day can confuse you. And I've, I've learned I'm very guilty of not taking things to God and trying to put my hands on them. Very, very, very guilty. I've told you this before. It took me like um, a long, 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 long time to go on a cruise because I wasn't driving the boat. <laughs> I just didn't want to be on a boat. I wasn't driving, right? And, and if we're not careful... We, we can put our hand, instead of saying, you know what? I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray about this. And the older I get, the more things that come my way, the more I realize how important prayer is. So who's praying? What are you anchored to? And if, if you're here today and you say, you know what? I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Then prayer should be a part of your everyday life. Someone can pray for you but no one can pray for you. Does that make sense? People can pray for you, but no one can pray for you. So who's really praying? Last thing. So then he goes on to say, give us this day our daily bread. Matthew 6, 11, give us today our daily bread. In other words, at this point of the prayer, he's telling the disciples, look, you need to be praying that the God of the universe, my Father, will will provide for you we 're all guilty of talking about what we don 't have we 're all guilty of whining wah, 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 wah. there are certain people that I know that that i 'm not diminishing what you may be going through financially, but there are some people that i 've known for years that Every time I talk to them, it's about how much they don't have. And I, this is terrible for a pastor to say, I avoid them. Because <laughs> at some point, it just sounds like, remember the weed eater syndrome? And I see their mouth moving, but I can't hear any of their, because I already know what they're going to say. Jesus is saying, hey, every day. You need to ask God, look, th- God, this is what I need for today. This is what I need for today. Could you please come through today? And it's just not financially, it's emotionally, it's relationally. It's God, give me what I need to make it through this day. It's a very simple sermon today. But who's really praying? Are we are we really like are we really on point in talking to God every day of our life. i tell you what will make you pray is having a teenager. <laughs> Anybody? Can I get a witness? Oh, you're going to raise your hand on that one, aren't you? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I see how that's going. Yeah. So as so God takes us through this journey of life, there's a great adventure in knowing God through prayer. Because life never gets easier. I don't know who sold the idea of at some point you start floating on a cloud and life's just all hunky-dory. I mean, you may look at somebody and go, man, they're set. They got, they got enough money. They, they wouldn't have to work another day. You don't know what's going on in their life. You, you, don't, you don't know what's keeping them up at night. You, you, don't, you don't know. But I will tell you this. Life will lead you to prayer. And if you have a daily habit of prayer, life goes a lot better. Let's keep keep going in these scriptures. Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. So when I pray, Lord, give me today my daily bread. God, today, give me what I need. Lord, you know how bad I'm hurting. You know what I'm going through in my life. You, you absolutely understand, God, because you created me. You formed me in my mother's womb. And you know that at this very, very moment, I really need your spirit to envelop me. I need you to come in. I need peace in my life. Or I need you to come through for me financially. And, and as you begin to say those things, you got to remember, he will meet all of our needs. He's going to do it because he's faithful and he's just. And so you you get in that mind frame of, I'm not just throwing darts in the dark. Because that's what we do sometimes with prayer, right? We just throw throw one up. Hey, God. And I love this one. God, if you're up there. (laughs) What what does that even mean? So you you just started your prayer with a statement of unbelief. God, if you're up there, he was, he is, and he is to come. He's there. And we may not see him answering our prayers at the very moment, but according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So he has answered the main prayer, which is salvation. Everything that we need is in Jesus. If you keep going, and I think it's Matthew, Matthew 6:31 and 32. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. How often do we complain about what we don't have when we have a Father in heaven that owns everything? And when, so, if you ask not, you have not, the Bible says... And so what we do by voiding prayer in our life is we tie God's hands. Because he's up there going, I got it. I got it. I got what you need. I've got peace. I I have financial resource. I have a job for you. I have, I have, I have, I have. But you won't ask me. You don't take the time to come to me. I mean, if, if, my, if my children were in need and I had the resource to help them, which they are in need, <laughs> and they do ask. Um, but if, if I had the need to help them, or the means to help them, and then I found out down the road that they went without eating, it would break my heart. But I never would have known because they wouldn't have asked. Does that make sense? And so if Jesus is look, saying, look, think about this, guys. Think about this just for a second. God owns all. So when you're in need, ask. Ask. And the Bible goes on to say that, uh, you know, even in our own self, Kim, is that scripture? Is that, yeah. If you then, though you are evil, so now Jesus is calling the disciples evil. I love that. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So challenge this week, Pray. And don't pray out of duty. Pray out of the excitement of the adventure of prayer. Pray. Because who's really praying? What's the greatest gift God gave us? It was Jesus Christ. It was his only son. And maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I don't know Jesus. And I'm a little sketchy on this prayer thing because I don't even know if God knows me. And if I pray, will he even know it's me? Yeah, he's God. Maybe you're new to the Lord, you just got saved, and you say, you know, hey, how do I do this? Well, you just start talking to God. Anchor yourself to prayer. If your life right now is crazy, anchor yourself to God through prayer. A daily habit of prayer. I challenge you this week. Explore it. Like, explore that space. Explore it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Lord, we just ask that you would challenge us by your Holy Spirit today to to explore that space of prayer. Put it on our hearts, God, to to know you more, to get closer to you, to have that that intimate time with you, Lord, where we, we literally are so close to you that we can't go an hour throughout the day without thinking about you and talking with you. Maybe you're here today and and you're in that group where you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I know this message is just more about spiritual growth, but I want to give you a chance to know Jesus. You're here today and you say, I've not accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. How do I do that? It's a faith journey. It's a belief issue. It's, It's one of those places where you take your faith and you put it in Jesus. And the Bible says that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins when we confess them. You're just acknowledging the fact that you believe Jesus Christ is the Messiah. So maybe that's you, and you need a fresh start, and you need, a, you need a starting point. You need things to change in your life. Today is a perfect day to do that. Maybe you start your prayer journey today. If that's you, I want to pray with you. Just slip your hand right up and put it right by. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone else? I see your hand. Thanks. Just put it right back down. That's awesome. Anyone else? I I need a change in my life right now. Jesus, I see your hand, bro. That's awesome. I see your hand. Thanks. Look, if if you raised your hand, pray this prayer with me. When we're done Would you go out to the tent and Get a Bible And a devotion That we have prepared for you If you're more of a shy person You can email uh, Startingpoint At And a pastor Will get back with you and, and chat with you But there's people That volunteer their time At the tent Every Sunday That would love to connect with you The tent's right on the east lawn But if you raise your hand Would you just Just pray this prayer with me From your heart Father thank you for loving me And thank you for For chasing me And I know that I need a starting point. I know that I need a fresh start. And so right now at this very moment, I'm confessing in my heart, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I believe he was born of a virgin. I believe he lived a sinless life. I believe he took my death and sin on the cross. And I believe with all of my heart that after they placed him in that grave, he rose from the grave on the third day and he's coming back for me. God, thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy they are flooding my soul right now. I know I'm not going to be perfect, God, but I'm going to make a commitment to you that I'm going to walk this journey out with you. And I'm going to do my very best to stick close to you. In Jesus' name.